I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. It is Friday, February 12th, and I know you are so surprised to see me here in the studio of WVFV 95.9, but I made it out of the house this morning. Uh, the ice and the snow could not keep me from coming. As a matter of fact, there wasn't any ice or snow. And uh, last night I kept looking and they were saying it's going to be freezing rain and ice and uh, winter advisory. And uh, all I had on my driveway was puddles. But uh, I'm glad that we can be here today for uh, this uh, episode for Friday of the Winning Side broadcast. Let us know you're listening uh, 252-308-4600 is the number to call or to text if you're listening by way of radio. If you're on Facebook, uh, you can just uh, just comment. Let us know you're listening. Um, let us know uh, uh, that something was a blessing, uh, the song, the, the Bible studies, the jokes, whatever it is. You know, look for something. And then uh, if you'll share the video, uh, also that'd be wonderful. Like it. And that is a blessing that helps us, helps others to know that you're watching and uh, gives others a reminder. Happy birthday today, Matthew Babb, Lauren Dixon, and Blaine Fox. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful day uh, and a good birthday. And then tomorrow, happy birthday to Mark Edwards, Jamal Mitchum, and W.T. Myrick. Happy birthday tomorrow and anniversary tomorrow, uh, W.T. And Judy Myrick, happy anniversary, and uh, we are so thankful for uh, Miss Judy and how God has uh, raised her up and uh, brought her home from the hospital, and we're so thankful. Continue to pray for her. And uh, Brother uh, W.T., I don't know what you do when it's your birthday and your anniversary, uh, but uh, you got to make it good somehow, I guess. I don't know if you cook or if you order out or you do the drive through I don't know what you do, but I hope you have a great day tomorrow. And then on Sunday, I love my church. I hope you're fired up and ready. Uh, we have had a lot of uh, folks who have uh, sent in notes and text messages and emails for reasons why they love their church. And I've been blessed. I've read through every one so far, and I'm sending them on to uh, Miss Grace. She's going to put together something. Probably Brother Nathan will work on that too. Uh, but you have no idea how you've blessed my heart already just uh, reading those messages. And uh, we have a wonderful church. I know I say it uh, so often, but I hope you don't get tired of hearing it. But I love our church, and I love you, and I'm thankful for you. And uh, looking forward to a great day Sunday. Regular uh, schedule on Sunday, drive in at 9, Sunday school at 10.15, online Sunday school also at 10.15, and then 11 o'clock service, and then Sunday night, 6 o'clock. And uh, we've got a missionary be with us Sunday night, too, so that'll be a great blessing. I want you to hear this song. Uh, I was thinking about this song uh, last night. I forget what was going on, but this song came to my mind. And, uh, you know, we've seen God do so many great things. We've seen God answer prayers. We've seen victories. But why is it that sometimes we're faced with a situation 
and we think, oh no, what am I going to do now? Well, I'll tell you what to do now. Do what you've done in the past and just trust God. There is no need to doubt Him now. You'll enjoy this song as we play it for you. song. Uh, I love those words and well, what a beautiful song and what a great reminder to us today. Uh, no matter what you're going through, there's no need to doubt God now. One of the lines in that song I was thinking about as they were singing, uh, though I don't understand, but still I'll trust in his plan. Uh, for His grace will always abound. Can I tell you, there's a lot of things that I don't understand. There's a lot of things in life. There's a lot of things that happen uh, that we don't understand. And I'm not saying you're going to understand it today or tomorrow or next week or next month or next year. You may never understand it down here. I may never get it figured out down here why things happen the way they do but I'm glad that we can trust God. And I believe someday, I think it'll all make sense. I think God's going to uh, pull back the curtain, so to speak, and let us see uh, that He had a master plan through everything that happened in our lives. And I'm glad for that. I think of a song I heard when I was in Bible college. I can remember being in the dorms and uh, somebody was playing it. 
I don't remember if it was a cassette player or a CD, but somebody was playing a song in Bible college and I had never heard the song. And it said, when you don't understand, when you can't trace his hand, you can still trust his heart. And you know, even when you cannot trace God, I'm glad you can always trust him. And he has never once uh, left us. He's never forsaken us. You may not feel it. You may not see him. Uh, it may be that he is uh, in the shadows somewhere and you feel like you're all alone, but I'm glad that God has promised he'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us. Let's go back to Daniel chapter one, where we left off yesterday. We uh, talked about Daniel's spirit and his attitude, uh, how he requested. He didn't demand. He didn't have a tantrum. He didn't uh, blow up and lose his temper, but Daniel requested uh, that he might not defile himself. You know, out of the thousands of captives that were brought to Babylon, it appears that there were only four led by Daniel and then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It appears like there were only four who were willing to be different. Now, I'm not talking about the Babylonians. I'm talking about the Hebrews that were brought as captives. They had uh, grown up in Judah. Uh, they had been in and around Jerusalem. They would have been or should have been familiar with the scriptures and the worship of God. But yet they came to Babylon and most of those captives, they yielded to the Babylonians. They did the things that the world was doing. They, they just caved basically is what they did. They just tried to adapt to the world. But I'm thankful for four young men who said we're going to be different. And I'll tell you, as Christians, we're not called to be like the world. We're called to be different from the world. First Peter 2 says that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. You say, why are we supposed to be different? The Bible tells us in 1 Peter 2, 9, so that we may show forth the praises of him that has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Uh, we are called to point people to Christ and to let everybody know that there is a God in heaven. There's a God who sent his son to die on the cross uh, so that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then once you get saved, it is God's desire for you and I to follow him and walk with him so that we can have joy and peace and contentment, so that we can have true meaning and true purpose in life. These guys, they discovered their purpose. Their purpose was to be different. Their purpose was to stand for God. Notice Daniel chapter 1 and verse number 9. The Bible says, now God, God did this. This was God's blessing. This was God's favor upon Daniel and these uh, three young men. God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. It was God that did this, God that prepared the heart of Melzer. Uh, he was the supervisor of the uh, captives, but God is the one that prepared his heart, and he caused this man, Melzar, to have a, a favor and tender love towards Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It says in verse number 10 that Melzar, um, he told Daniel, he said, hey, listen, uh, you're, you're not wanting to eat this meat and you're not wanting to drink this wine, but you don't understand. It's not just my job that is on the line. It is my life that is on the line. He said in verse number 10, he said, um, then shall ye make me endanger my head to the king. What does that mean? It means the king could have had his head chopped off because he was not doing what the king said. 
We get to verse number 11. Then Daniel said to Melzar, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel and Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, he said, verse 12, prove thy servants, I beseech thee. He said, put us to the test. He said, we're not asking you just to, just to do this on a whim. He said, give us 10 days and we will prove to you that at the end of those 10 days, we will be healthier. Uh, we will uh, have the appearance that we are doing better physically than the others who are eating the meat and drinking the wine. You see, Daniel was willing to be put to the test. Now, I'll tell you this. We as Christians, we don't like tests usually. We don't like trials usually. But sometimes God will use those tests and those trials to prove to the world that there's something different about us. Did you know anybody can praise God on the mountaintop? Anybody can uh, be happy and on the winning side when there's money in the bank account and everybody's healthy and the job's good and the family's good and everything's fine. But what happens when things change? <laughs> the song says, and you're down in the valley. That's when faith is really put to the test. And these men, they agreed. They said, okay, yeah, we'll prove to you. Give us 10 days and we will show you that by obeying God, and doing what God has told us to do, we will be better for it. Melzar agreed, and at the end of 10 days, the Bible tells us that Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, that they appeared healthier than all the rest. You say, well, pastor, there it is. They discovered the magic diet. They discovered, you know, I don't know if it was the the old uh, Atkins, or I know it wasn't Atkins because that wasn't the meat. Uh, maybe it was the keto diet, or maybe it was this diet, or maybe they were eating this health food. Well, I do agree that we all probably should eat right, and we all probably should eat healthier. But here's the point of this story. The point of this story is that God is the one that blessed their obedience. Rather than eating the meat and drinking the wine, they said, we will eat pulse, which is a type of beans, and we'll drink water. Now, I understand that some would say, well, you know, those things would physically be better. Right, I understand that. But at the end of 10 days, it was obvious to anybody that saw Daniel and those three boys, it was obvious that they were healthier and they looked better and they were physically in better shape than the rest of the crowd. They stood out. And I'll tell you how that happened. It was the blessing of God. And you know, I want to remind us today that God always blesses obedience. It may not always make sense. Uh, it may not always be easy. It may cost you something. But God has promised that when we obey, God has promised that He will bless us. The Bible says in the Old Testament, Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. A blessing if you obey and a curse if you disobey. Can I tell you, uh, it is not that hard just to do what God wants you to do. And I understand the flesh is, is weak, and I understand that the flesh is warring against you, but living for God and serving God, it's not that complicated. You just you get up in the morning, you read your Bible, and then you do what, what you read that day. You, you actually live it, and you pray, and you ask God for help, and you just, you just try to do what Jesus would do. You just try to act like a Christian would act. And God has promised that He will always bless obedience. We'll see Monday. We'll see where it goes from here. and We'll see other ways in which God blessed them. But I want to challenge you today. Just do what God's told you to do. You will be amazed at how God will bless you for your obedience. God bless you today. Hope you have a great day and let's live on the winning side. On the winning side.
Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.